to the Seller Community Podcast from List Perfectly. This is episode 29. The Seller Community Podcast is brought to you by List Perfectly every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at listperfectly.com slash podcast. Let's get into the show. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, what? Liz, Liz, what? I'm surprised that you can fit this into your schedule with all of your video interviews over oh the gosh. past week or so. You've been on consignment chats. Flipping hippos. A yes, couple weeks ago, yes. eBay interviewing Jamie Iannone. Your busy, busy schedule. You can still fit us in, Liz. Doug, this yes. is my number one priority. All right. Well, that's good to know. So my 15 minutes is over. We Are can go sure back to our that? Yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, Liz, it's I been a crazy month. It has been. You've been busy with the, all of your social appearances. <laughs> I remember when people would ask Snoop Duggy to be on their show. Nobody wants Snoop Duggy on their show now. It's all Liz. I'm Snoop pretty Duggie, sure. Can you, Snoop Duggy, can you introduce me to Liz? Jamie Iannone called me on the eBay <laughs> bat phone. That's not true. I don't know Jamie Iannone. Like, can you okay, so this Liz? isn't true because I have been watching more YouTube and especially Katie and Vicky talking about the Boss Reseller Remix and yes. every single youtube that they have been on they get to doug and liz with the seller community podcast and so it's like oh my god doug oh. oh my gosh i met him at open and and everybody has a story something about a dance-off something about how nice doug was something well, about how they had a drink with you something about how they saw you on the dance floor so that's not true partying <laughs> um and when they saw doug at the booth and did the oh, podcast oh. i'm sorry but no, right, every yeah. single time, everybody's face lights up and it talks about Doug Smith, Snoop.Dougie. All right. Well, well, they don't right. say .Dougie. That's just ingrained into my head from Instagram it's account. Amazing. Well, thank you, Liz. You know me well enough that I need my ego stroked, so I'm fine now. Thank you. I'm going to pass the baton. It's your 15 minutes. Continue with your appearances. <laughs> right. Um, no, it's been a great week. I really had a lot of fun. Um, with the consignment chats, ladies, yes. and I, Very think cool. I, 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 Doug, I think that we need to have them on the show because they have such a great community, uh, that they have built and they have such great knowledge with consignment and reselling. And I see this topic come up in Facebook reselling groups all the time. Like, I don't understand how to do this. And they have all the knowledge. I think that, um, that they could really give a lot of great insight to our audience. Nice. Yeah, I know. And I like that. And I like, you know, things like that. New ways, the new ways to sell. Yeah. So like the consignment shop, like the shop in 40 year old virgin, the eBay shop in 40 year old <laughs> virgin, where she's got the boots that she won't sell. She's like, right. you, you have to buy those online. It's like on eBay. He's like, well, why can't I just give you money now and take these boots home and enjoy them? I always tease Liz whenever she sells boots. Yes. And so now, Doug, you're going to have to find that clip and put it in the show notes for anyone that may be listening that has not seen that. I find, I almost said that if was we on last it. weekend. I almost took a picture of the scene and sent it oh to my you. It's so funny. But like, no, well, you can buy them in my them eBay now. store. You cannot buy them in person. But the consignment chat ladies are cool. Yes. Obviously, and you on flipping hippos. Star is super cool. Uh, um, yeah, I had such a great time. Funny. Um, so I got to um, talk about the List Perfectly Pro plan and kind of guide viewers through that and kind of what the benefits are of the pro plan. Um, funny blooper, 
she lost power. So I was <laughs> left on the live by myself for two minutes. And um, for those listening, I, I have never done a podcast before this <laughs> podcast. And I think that was probably my second live ever. And I was like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> but great. she was a trooper. She came back. She lost power. But we got through it. It's those Florida storms. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. So thanks to both of them, to both Consignment Chats and Flipping Hippos, Flipping Hippos for having me flipping. on. Flipping. Hmm. And anyway, so Liz, this week is a very special episode. Like yes. A CBS after school special. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Very, very near and dear to my heart with a guest. Um, Maybe we will. We'll wait and tease it. I don't know. But it's about relaunching your business. Yes. But we I didn't. I was going to ask you about your yeah, week. You can say what you want. Oh, my week. I feel oh. like I just talked about yeah. myself. That's all right. You talked about me earlier. People don't. Obviously, um, people don't want to hear about Snoop Duggy anymore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> teased our guest, Liz. We've got some some cool questions that we'll have some fun with. And then mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting news this week that we'll probably cover high level, but there's some interesting stuff going on. There is. So should we get into it with our mystery guest? Let's get into it, Doug. No, this is a special guest this week. Yes, a special, not a mystery. Special. Wait, mystery. Uh, I don't know. Special. That's the better sound. Be prepared right. to hear that sound maybe a couple times in this episode. All right. Joining us this week is Meredith Noon of Martini Mercantile. Is it Mar uh, Martini or Martini? It's Martini. All right. Martini. Welcome to the show, Mayor. Thanks. Thanks I'm glad on. to be here. How do we know you? You know me because I am married to the one and only Snoop Duggy. There you go. Sleeping on that one, Doug. <laughs> I know. And I've been online since 2002. I'm sure Doug had to twist your arm to be able to come on the show, but I'm so happy you did because I have a lot of questions for you. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here and thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I was a little nervous to accept the invitation. I'm not like the big shot you guys are or the people that you have on your show, but your podcasts are great. And of course, when I was asked, I said, okay, yes. You've been online quite a bit. You've been selling. And then over the last year, you really like grew your online business. And then we had to put it on hold because we moved. But now you are on relaunch mode. So we're super interested in learning about that, too. I really hope that our listeners, especially those that have stopped and started or that are just getting started, and some of our sellers that are experienced have a great takeaway from a fresh perspective of somebody that is coming online and seeing things from fresh eyes. I know as somebody that's been doing this a long time, it's easy to get jaded. And I love learning learning from sellers that are relaunching or that are just coming on to all the different platforms and learning. When did you start selling online? Well, I started buying online in 2002 on eBay. So I would say about a year and a half later, I started selling online. Again, I started on eBay and it was right after I became a mom and wanted to sell some of my cute little 20 year old something there noon 
slinky dresses that didn't fit me anymore as a new mommy. And it was easy and it just took off and it was fun. So I remember my first purchase on eBay and I remember my first sale on eBay. That's how I started. What was the first purchase and what was the first sale? So the first purchase, I must have been pregnant in 2002 and I was just taking time off of work. I was going through some old nostalgic memories and things and I bought a Charlie's Angels doll online at eBay because I was obsessed with that show when I was little, like the original Farrah Fawcett, Charlie's Angels. I bought a doll to complete my set that I had from the late 70s, maybe early 80s. And that was my first purchase on eBay. And then fast forward 20 something years later, my mom is helping my daughter who I gave. So I gave the the dolls to my daughter and my mom was helping her pack her room and get rid of stuff. And my mom threw out all of my Charlie's Angels dolls. No. Oh, yes. Like no. legit all of my original OG 70s, 1978, oh. I think, Charlie's Angels dolls plus the Farrah Fawcett one that I, I bought. Maybe it was Cheryl Ladd. Either way, my mom threw them out and I was pissed. So anyway, <laughs> that was my first purchase. And I remember it because of that. My first sale was this super cute, what was the brand? I think it was just a Nordstrom uh, dress and it was like cute and slinky and it was hot pink fuchsia paisley. It sounds hideous, but in the early 2000s, it was like a cute, it was a thing. And that thing went within like 10 hours, like boom, went sold. So I, that was my first sale on eBay. Was that the um, 70s party dress? No 70s party dress. No, it was no. like a cute in early 2000s, like paisley, big, bold statement dress. So yeah. you don't remember that dress, Doug? Apparently I don't. Wow. <laughs> but so, but that reminds me, we used to. <laughs> and we're done. Rude. <laughs> okay. Doug, go and do your thing. Maren, I got this. <laughs> so, we've joked about this on past episodes, but you know that that dress now would probably sell for double and probably yeah. sell in half the time because the Y2K look is in right now. Yes. So as you're describing this, I'm describing, you know, one of my friends, Vicky, she came into a bunch of those dresses recently and she's selling them between 30 and a hundred bucks a piece in no time. What? That's awesome. Yeah. Those little slip dresses, the little satiny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, as yeah, you're yeah. describing that, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. And we started selling the same time, you know, the whole mommy thing, 2002, I'm a mom, these clothes don't fit. Let me get it on eBay. Let me put the kids clothes on eBay and it kind of gets you hooked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So same thing. Same thing. That's great. Yeah. I think that's how a lot of my friends that started out also started as mommies. Like you, yeah. whatever doesn't fit or your kids outgrow, list it and sell it and boom. Did you ever sell full-time? Has it always been part-time? Are you thinking of going full-time? Prior to 2020, I never sold full-time. I was for the most part, a full-time worker in corporate America. I had baby number one and took some time off. And then I had baby number two and took some more time off and then went back to work. In my downtimes, as I called it, like kids napping, whatever, taking kids to school, I would sell and I would list and I dabbled in it, I guess, for probably 10 years. Dabble here, dabble there. And it was yeah. fun and I made money. And, you know, as a new mom, when you take time off, every little penny counts. So that that was cool that I was able to feel like I was still contributing, even though I was not at corp in corporate America. Let's see, I went back to work. And about three or four years ago, I was operations director for a local company and thought, ah, 
I, I need to leave. I, I don't feel good. So I decided to leave corporate America to focus on my health because I have autoimmune diseases and I was pushing myself too hard and just too sick and not there for my kids. So at that point in my life, I was like, stay home and take care of myself and, and make no money or stay there and be miserable and really sick and make money. So it was a no brainer talking to Doug and I left corporate America and started selling again, dabbling, getting my foot back in the water online and then enter 2020 COVID. And that's when, boom, I started selling for uh, full-time as of now, 18 months ago, I guess, is when I really started back in the game and expanded from eBay into Etsy, into Macari, into my own Facebook actual like shop page and marketplace. And then word of mouth. I took a break because we moved as listeners yeah. of your show know. So I'm back. When you came back to selling, was it selling things around the house or was it more? What really relaunched me last year were making masks. I'm a sewer. I've always mm -hmm. been doing crafts and crafting my most of my life. When the pandemic hit, I instantly started whipping out homemade masks with fabrics and different just fun things mm -hmm. and sending them to uh, all of my doctor friends, all of my RN friends, my PAs. So I have a lot of friends that are in the medical field and I used to work at a medical clinic. So boom, I sent out probably 150 free masks to friends on the front line working mm -hmm. um, during the beginning of the pandemic. And then I started having friends like what they saw and asking, Hey, can you make me five masks for my family and blah, blah, blah. So yes. Yeah. So that's what really, really got me back into crafting first of all, and then selling. And again, I started out free and then I just started throwing stuff up on Facebook here and there. And then when that took off quickly, I yeah. went to Etsy and sold a lot on Etsy. So word of mouth, Facebook, Etsy were my main sources of my homemade masks. I stopped counting after 1100 masks. So I made at least 1100 masks wow. and continued to give out free ones here and there again to frontline workers. And as I met them and, and, you know, I'd carry stuff around with me in little baggies and hand them out. Um, but I sold a lot. So that was fun making over a thousand masks during that time. And since then, again, I've, I've made more here and there. And then on the flip side, I had a lot of things around the house that I listed on Mercari. I used to also be a 31 bags representative. I don't know yeah. if people are familiar. Yeah, 31 gifts. So I had a ton of product that I had that were still in bags that I'd never used as samples. And I list all of that on Mercari. And that was crazy. People wanted that immediately. Have you always crafted? And if so, I, so did you teach yourself during the pandemic or have, is this a talent that you've already had? So I've been crafty since I was a kid. And then my mom is Martha Stewart Jr. <laughs> she is crafty. She's like gourmet cook. She's everywhere. She, when I was probably a teenager, bought a jigsaw and she and I, well, she would do most of the cutting. We would cut out or Christmas ornaments and then paint them with intricate details and fun little wooden Santas and angels and snowmen. So I got into crafting probably because my mom um, there. I started sewing as a Girl Scout in fifth grade. I had to make a shirt that ended up having three armholes and a neck. <laughs> yeah, when the pandemic hit and I was staying at home trying to heal my body. Um, I found a pattern online and a friend of I shared actually patterns and some fabrics to get us both started. And that's how, yeah, that's how that 
happened. Beyond masks, what other items have you crafted during this pandemic? Some of the more light-hearted, fun things are door signs for people's front doors. Anything from the cute, traditional, like wood, big wooden rounds. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Or your last name established whatever year you got married. That, those were really popular, are really popular as housewarming gifts. People are buying those. Some of the fun, more fun things I make are naughty things. Uh, again, with the rounds, it started with, welcome to the shit show. I hope you brought alcohol that <laughs> you hang on your front door. Um, and as I got into things with swear words and certain kinds of adult themed fabrics that I would find online, people were begging for all sorts of naughty things. So, <laughs> so what, some of my top hits have been, can I say penis on your show? Yeah, we actually, yes. uh, we use proper medical terminology. So that's acceptable. Okay. Perfect. So I started making penis fabric face masks. Boom. Those flew like bachelorette parties. They'd order 20 at a time. I found somebody found me on Etsy and she ordered probably seven or eight because she worked in an adult theme shop. Penis face masks, bam, everywhere. Then I made penis print pillowcases. So those flew. Um, <clears throat> and then I remembered for my wedding shower, one of my favorite aunties, I have a crazy fun wild family. One of my aunties bought or made a really cute apron as my bridal shower gift. And I pick it up and I'm like, oh, that, that's a cute apron. And it has roosters on the bottom. And it was a uh -huh. flap. And she said, put it on, put it on. So I put it over my head. I lift up the flap and there's a giant penis. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and so as you lift the flap, the penis rises and everyone's howling, screaming. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite thing ever. So all of Doug and I just celebrated our 18th anniversary. So for 18 years, well, 17, because of last year, I would wear this anytime people would come over as a prank when I'm cooking, I'd lift it and go, oh, my face is so hot. Let me wipe my brow. And boom, there's a big penis in your face, everybody. <laughs> So I thought, you know what, I'm going to reinvent this. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. And so I crafted one and I got really cute rooster fabric and chicken print fabric and started sewing flaps on black aprons and then take a pantyhose, stuff it and <laughs> manipulate it a little bit. <laughs> Very and, realistic. Yes, very realistic. <laughs> Sew it on. There's some fishing wire involved. There are doll hairs involved, curly doll hairs from Hobby Lobby involved. <laughs> and it's my cock-a-doodle-doo rooster apron that has blown up. And I've made over a hundred of those in the last six months or eight months, maybe. And there, are there any currently active for sale in your site? Yes. <laughs> when we said you could say penis, we didn't realize, first of all, that it was going to be every other word. So this episode will go down in history as the one with the most oh my gosh. used penis references. And they're made to order. So um, are you asking yeah. for one, Liz? Yeah. I'm just particular? asking. Yes, they're currently active on my Etsy shop and in my Facebook store. And these, a lot of this is word of mouth as well. I accidentally <laughs> sent one to a famous person. So, oh, <laughs> which generated a lot of interest as well. That is interesting. So, that whole word of mouth. Yes, word of mouth. A lot of orders because of that faux pas. <laughs> 
So with these handmade products, you can custom order them. Correct. Yes. I have had some, definitely some interesting requests when people order them on Etsy with through messenger, like, can I make different things, different sizes or different colors or larger or smaller for gifts? Yes. You can custom order. On Facebook, you started selling via a Facebook group that you created for Martini Mercantile. And it was, uh, like you said, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of sharing, but tell us about that. So originally I would post here and there on my main Facebook page for family and friends. And then again, when things started taking off, I created my own page as a group, not as a shop, not as anything other than just a group where you can get invited into it. It's public, but it started off as mares masks because in the beginning of this facebook journey as well it was just masks for the pandemic mm -hmm. i stocked up my shop with about 150 patterns and prints of fabric and people could just message me directly with the style of the mask they wanted i offered two or three styles the size and the fabric so it started there and then when i started branching out with making other crafts with my cricut and personalizing products. I switched over and said, I'm rebranding. I don't want to be just known for masks. And that's how Maritini Mercantile came to be. So I switched the page to Maritini Mercantile and all of my fun, eclectic homemade gifts are listed on there. So how did that go for you? And what did you learn in that process? The expansion was pretty easy. I already had a group, a, a captive audience, and then they, they would tell their friends. Not everybody would join my Facebook group necessarily, but I freely gave out my information on how to contact me. The mask part was great. In the beginning, it was just so, so, so. My kids would get in on it. We'd be up till one in the morning for some big orders. I think my first order that I call a big order now, looking back, was 40 masks for a medical clinic that was just reopening. And one of my friends is a physician's assistant, and she wanted her staff to feel safe and have a cute matching mask throughout the office to wear over their surgical masks. Mm -hmm. So that was my first big order. And the kids, like I said, my kids got in tying the elastic straps and my kids can both sew a little bit. So that was fun. Local radio station reached out to you too. Yes, that's right. A local radio station reached out and I made about two dozen masks for them and personalize them with their company logo, their radio station logo. And I got some free commercials out of it. It was, it was a barter and that was fun. And I got some orders through that. Then the mask thing became political. I didn't honestly have the time or the energy to deal with monitoring posts on my page that became nasty because of people's political beliefs. So the political rants made it easy for me to transition into opening up my shop into more products to reach wider audiences. And again, fun products. I'm all about the fun and the funny and the the shock value. So that made mm -hmm. the transition easy for me to, to open up my shop to more than just masks. And then from Facebook, what made you expand different platforms? Seeing the popularity of the fun products in addition to masks on Facebook and through friends and word of mouth again, after discussing with Doug and his background at eBay, we decided to, why not go for it and set up a Mercari account? I'd never used Mercari before. Set up a selling Etsy account. I'd been an Etsy buyer for years. I set up 
both Mercari and Etsy under my Martini Mercantile logo and name and shop and brand and transitioned there. Etsy made it very easy for me to start as a brand newbie with step-by-step instructions. Again, I'm, I, I'm not very computer or tech savvy necessarily. So I was nervous, but I hopped on Etsy and within, I don't know, a half an hour, I had my account set up as a seller and my first picture and listing up and boom, there it was. That is awesome. So two things here. First, with Doug's previous experience at eBay, I'm surprised you went to Etsy first, but being handcrafted, that doesn't surprise me. Second, I know you did expand to eBay and I remember Doug texting me and saying, oh my gosh, how do you do variation listings on eBay? What a pain in the butt. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do them. <laughs> like, I, I refuse to. to do them. Yeah, I said, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> and he did it anyways. And yeah. I remember him going, I don't under, this is, this is stupid. Like, yeah. it was frustrating. And I get it. it. And, and Etsy makes it easy. Etsy does make it easy. And your advice on don't do it for eBay because of the variations was great advice. <laughs> we, we learned that together. And it was crazy. It was it was too much for, for buyers, I think, and mm-hmm. for us trying to navigate around variants. It was very difficult to list a hundred different fabrics on eBay with mm-hmm. a men's size, a woman's size, children's sizes by age, then mask style A or mask style B. Very, very difficult. I sold very few masks on eBay. Again, Etsy made it easy and listed all my fabrics and options and sizes and I was up and running again with under an hour. That's that's awesome to hear, especially for those just getting into crafting. And I just want to be clear, variations are fine for certain things. But right. when Doug told me what the vision was, like I got a headache yeah. thinking about the work you had ahead of you. Yes. To create all of those because it was a lot. Variations are good for some things. You did try out eBay. And do you think having Doug work at eBay prior, do you feel that that gave you some type of advantage? Was he able to give you like an insider look or insider tips? Definitely tips. Yes. He had this wealth of knowledge that I didn't know about when it came to listing things on eBay because of his relationship with sellers, as well as the company on the inside. So tips. Yes. He's the one who encouraged me to branch out of just word of mouth and Facebook group. I would say advantage. No, I don't feel like it was, I got an advantage there except for what I just said, tapping into his, his background and knowledge on how to list and, you know, keywords, that type of thing. And my connection to Liz. Cause I'd be like, no, no, no. You'd ask me a question and be like, uh, let me think about it. And then I'd be like, Liz. Yes. I do. And then I think by like the third time I was like, can you, can you please just give her my number? Yes. Just give her my number. Right. I was, I was to do that because I knew you both would push me out. I didn't <laughs> I want the right. middleman pushed out. We're still trying. That's, that's why I keep saying, hey, let's have Mare on. He's like, well, I don't think she's ready yeah. for that. I was like, we're uh-huh. going to have Liz and Mare hour and he's going to get pushed out. That's right. That's right. You took a break because you were moving. You had to put all your stuff in storage, live with your parents for three and a half months, put your dog somewhere. Uh, so you had to put your business on hold, but now you're relaunching. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank and you. so has starting back been a challenge? I would say a little bit and mostly because of moving. 
Mm-hmm. Moving, moving sucks. We're three weeks into our new house, three and a half weeks. So as I am getting to unpacking my crafty room and fabrics and my cricket machine, all that stuff, it's like, okay, there it is. I haven't seen this for three months. I am ready. I'm ready. My room is not ready. Let me make that clear. <laughs> Fabric are, are shoved still in boxes and under tables upstairs in the loft. And my cricket machine, I just found that. My sewing machine is in the back corner. I could get to it if, if someone needed one of my special aprons today. I could do it. But yes, now I'm excited because I can... Again, I can see it all and I can get to it. And yesterday I shipped my first product in at least three months. So it's exciting. Well, first, congratulations on the new house and getting settled in. And I, and I know that feeling you unpack and you see all this stuff and you're like, it brings, it invigorates you. And like, like, yeah, I want to get back to this. It, it almost feels like normal again through that life disruption. And we had everything set up at the old house. Like we had a photo station, we had a shipping station, Mary had her craft station, we had all our stuff. And then the other day I'm working in my office and I hear, damn it. And I go, what? She goes, I got a sale. I was like, all right. (laughs) And she's like, so she had to find the thing she sold. And then we're like, do we have any envelopes? Where's Where's that? So we had to find that stuff and then do the label. I know where the scale is. My little tape measure. So we got that all out, but it was good to get back into the routine, go through, you know, our, our pirate ship, print out the label, tape it up, send our daughter out to ship it. But yeah, it was good. But it actually technically started with, damn it, I got a sale. That's true. It did. And it's again, because of the unpacking part. But once I started packaging up my my sale and my hot pink envelope and getting it ready, that was exciting and inspired me to get my craft room back in order and get to listing and relisting and get it back out there. It's definitely exciting. And again, seeing my product, seeing that sale and looking at my shop saying, I am ready to beef this back up. That's what's the kick in the pants I needed. It's a little intimidating again, because I've been gone for three months and not in normal circumstances, but since I've done it before. And like I said, I got that first sale yesterday, first sale back. That's what's inspiring me now to get back into the gear. So I know when I package stuff up, I get excited. I like I'll pull out a pair of jeans and be like, oh, I remember when I bought these. I remember listing it. This is so exciting. This is money. I can't imagine that feeling when it's something that you've crafted and you handmade yourself. Like that's just got to feel to me, if it were mine, I would feel even more excited about that sale because it's something that I crafted and I created and I'm bringing to the marketplace. Yes, I think that's true. Since again, since I've done both and sourcing product and selling that versus creating product, I think that's true that it it is exciting. And especially when I get a special request from somebody, I love it because it's making it their own. So they're invested. And as much as I'm invested in creating something that somebody likes, whether it's something funny or just a different personalization, I love it. Just, you know, a little inside perspective. So Mare mentioned the hot peak envelopes or the shipping packages that she uses, but she also has branded tissue paper that she wraps in, stickers that she uses. She puts a card in and then she has set messages that she sends like, thank you for your order your, and supporting my small business. I'd love it if you leave me a review. If you have any issues or questions, let me know. So she really does a lot of um, a lot of that extra kind of surprise and delight in the packaging, but also following mm-hmm. up afterwards, sending out shipping numbers. You know, 
a um, little bit of that above and beyond. I think that that's absolutely necessary in this day and age to, especially for Etsy, if you're making something personalized, you've got to do that extra step or go that extra mile. And I learned that by being a buyer. When someone, I would buy fabric to make face masks or aprons from off of Etsy, the fabric would come with a cute little bow around it and a cute little card from the shop owner saying, thank you for your support. Whether it was typed or handwritten, it was the extra mile that makes you say, ah, I'm going to favorite this store and I'm going to go back to that store and I'm going to buy from that store again. So I definitely stole some of those ideas for my own and did get personalized stickers with my logo and Martini Mercantile on it, personalized cards, but I still handwrite a thank you note with every order. I, I handwrite it and I just think that that's a special touch for me personally. I like that thank you for your order and I say their name or if it's a gift, I send the gift card to the person and yes, Doug's right. As soon as I get an order with Within two hours, I have it on where they'll get the automated message. Thank you for your order and supporting my small business. In the meantime, if you have any questions or want anything changed, let me know. I'll let you know as soon as your order ships. Then when the order ships, of course, I send the thank you for your order. Your order's on your way. Here's your tracking number. Let me know when you receive it, if you have any questions again. And I always say, because I'm small, I'm still a small business. I'm a, a year and a half into this, really, for my quote unquote full-time job. I ask them for a review before they get the product and say, you know, if, if you love your product, please leave me a, a review. And if you don't, please contact me and let's figure this out. That's the thing that I think will set Etsy sellers apart is when you're creating homemade product is put a special touch in your own love and your own flair in your packaging. I love that Mercari makes the sellers rate you before you mm -hmm. can rate them and get paid. I like that. Etsy does not make anybody leave a review. It encourages you to the app encourages you to leave a review, but you don't have to. So Etsy is, again, if you do that extra little touch of your business or yourself and ask for a review, you're more likely to get a review. But I still chase those those reviews down. I, I still don't. And I always review my buyers um, when I can too. But that is a super pro tip. So a pro tip, A, for going the extra mile. And I can see, especially with handcrafted merchandise, like you said, you receive that fabric with that extra touch. You're favoriting that seller because you are going to buy more fabric and you are probably going to go right back to the seller you know, trust, and appreciate. Absolutely. 100%. So true. you're not doing that as a seller, but especially as an Etsy seller who is handcrafting stuff, that should probably be a priority. All of that aside, it's just good customer service. Correct. Facebook, Facebook group, Facebook shop, Mercari, Etsy, some eBay. Yes. Any, what are your plans going forward? And do you plan to expand beyond those platforms? So going forward, I plan to continue to focus and revamp my Etsy account and to refocus and revamp my Etsy shop and Mercari. And I'm also launching in about a month, my own website, Martini Mercantile nice. website. Yes. And that I will be able to showcase all of my hard goods versus homemade goods and send people my links to my Instagram to, I'm also going to revamp my Instagram account. And anyway, my, my webpage, that's what I'm focusing on and to get the word out to all of the avenues where I I'm listing product. All right. I'm going to ask the question that is on everyone's mind. 
So what's it like being married to Snoop Duggy? Is it as awesome as everybody could imagine? Let me tell you a little story about a time Doug, Snoop Duggy, excuse me, and I were at the local Costco <laughs> shopping. Oh. And we don't often shop together, but for whatever reason, about two or three years ago, Doug was still at eBay and we were shopping at Costco and I hear literally across four aisles, oh my gosh, Snoop Duggy? <laughs> anybody who doesn't know Snoop Duggy looked because it was so dramatic. <laughs> And my head spun around and I look at a, a fan of Snoop Duggy and I and Snoop Co Snoop Duggy said, Yes, it's me. So excited <laughs> to be recognized at the local Costco. And I walked away going, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So <laughs> Doug does have a fan base and it's pretty it's pretty funny. But being married to him, it yeah. We have a lot of fun together and yep. It's true. The laughter. <laughs> So before we started recording, we were talking and it was all fun, but there were a lot of obscure references that I could tell the two of them going back and forth and giggling about. I had no idea, but you can tell that the two of them have a lot of obscure references. I'm sure they have a ton of inside family jokes and giggling before this interview. And I think that's pretty awesome. We have an, kind of an interesting relationship because we've been best friends for 30 something years. And so we're very lucky to be married to to each other's best friend. I don't know if that's the way to put uh, it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we do have a lot of inside jokes, uh, but we've known each other 30 something years and um, been married 18, dating yeah. 19 or 20. And then, yeah, you know, and we have a lot of fun, a lot of ups and downs, but we laugh a lot. We crack each other up. So, um, you know, that's the big part of it. Yeah. I think the bigger question would be, what's it like being married to the mayor? But I think Everybody already knows it's got to be fantastic. No, it's it's awesome. She's amazing. She's the glue. She keeps everything running. She keeps us all together. Kids have crazy schedules. I have a crazy schedule. And, you know, stuff just happens. And we have to remind ourselves as a family now and again, it's easy to take advantage of that stuff because everything just happens. And then you'll, you'll take stuff for granted. She'll be like, you'll be like, well, where's my towel? <laughs> or, oh my God, we're out of cookies. It's easy to take advantage when everything just happens. And so she's oh, like a wife, and best she makes friend, it happen. a mom. She makes it happen every day. Seven I days squeeze a week. it all, all in between my <laughs> penis aprons and my masks. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think the priority is about to shift with a relaunch. So, Doug, you better learn what the well, family cookies that's right. that you need to put in the cookie jar are. Um, probably get a special place for your own towel now. I think you might be at that yes. level. Yeah. So, yes. you know, I learned first on a small scale in 2020 when we were making, I was making face masks and my girlfriend, my neighbor, two doors down also immunocompromised and was home and sheltering in place and nervous. And she's a sewer. And we started switching fabrics and getting, giving each other just free fabric. That's, oh, that's when elastics for the masks were not anywhere and guess yes. where i found them i found them on etsy as a as a shopper so we would swap or we would lend each other the elastic for the masks give each other cute new fabrics and split it up just because everything was in short demand and so i thought oh that this is cool this is somebody who could be a competitor but she's not we're both selling in the same circle of friends locally in the beginning mm -hmm. and so helpful and then fast forward to now that towards the end of 2021, 
and I'm I'm lurking on the list perfectly page and I'm lurking in the, in groups here and there to see what what people are doing or what they have to say and everybody is so free with their information and so willing to answer questions for newbies or or help or whatever they just share their info share their knowledge that they could keep for themselves and just say you know that, no this is my my top secret but there's plenty for everybody and i i know that and i'm so happy to see that so many people on your list perfectly page for example see that and know that too it's it's awesome it's a great community to be in as a seller there's so many sellers out there that are just crazy awesome there really are and we're so happy to have you in the group so Get up and running and once you have time, come and join and post more. I'm sure that people have crafting and Etsy questions. I see yeah. them in there. So it's always great to have people around with that knowledge. And there will always be questions on the handmade goods, on starting your own product line. And you launched on Facebook. And that's something that a lot of people haven't done. And I see questions about that too. So when you get time, it would be awesome to have you participating in that group. Yes, I, I will be there. What is your favorite platform? And what is the next platform you're looking to expand so, so far, my favorite platform has absolutely been Etsy because, again, that's where I get to sell my stuff, my product, mm -hmm. whether, again, it's a sewing craft or something I use with my Cricut for weddings, etc. And then I, secondly, is my Facebook group because that is just crazy and fun and, again, word of mouth. So those Etsy is my first choice, then Facebook. When I relaunch Again, through List Perfectly, I'm excited to see the different venues. All right, Martini Mercantile, thanks for joining us. And you can find Martini, not Martini, Martini Mercantile, Instagram, eBay, Mercari, Etsy, and soon, coming soon, the MartiniMercantile.com website experience. Yes, thank you for having me. I had a blast with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy that you could. And you know, just text me later. We'll catch up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mayor. And I will, uh, I'll see you on the porch. All right. See you on the porch, Doug. And Liz, I'll be talking to you soon. Yes. Have a great day. You too. Bye guys. I am so happy that Mayor agreed to join us. But let me tell you, as a seller and somebody that's been in this community a long time, a lot of things really stuck out to me. Her story is unique. Your story is unique, but it does kind of echo a lot in the community. First and foremost, you know, kind of starting off selling things from around the house. A lot of times, just like me, it's the baby stuff, the clothes that didn't fit anymore. And then kind of revisiting, reselling. And you know what's funny is obviously she's got this whole journey. But at some point we're going through our garage and we have all these bins and we keep them labeled. And way, way back, I found a bin that was labeled literally labeled eBay that was buried back in stuff. And this was after I started working at eBay. Mare sold way, way back on eBay. It had to have been cool to find that box. It was cool to eBay. find that box. Yeah. And so we still have that box. She still needs to list that <laughs> stuff. You know, the health issues that she has, it's difficult for her to work like a corporate job. Definitely a way for her to contribute to the family. Yeah. And I think that when we look at the seller community, I think anybody listening to this and that caught onto that, I bet you they're saying, yeah, me too. You yeah. know, like selling online, running your own small business on your own schedule allows you to take time for your body to rest if that's what you need. Yeah. It allows you to, you know, get the kids where they need to go at obscure hours of the day exactly. without asking to take your kids 
to practice or whatever, you know, or can I have this time off? And I think that a lot of sellers really can relate to that. But I think the cool part too is she was able, you know, I could just tell talking to Mare that, you know, she just had this drive to want to contribute and want to continue doing something on the side or whatnot. And then really just building this business. And I think that her story is just amazing. I love how she was able to be like, Oh, I can sew. Sure, let me make masks. Okay, let's let's expand. And what else can I make? And now she's crafting a wide variety of stuff. And it sounds like she's just beginning again. I, I want to have her back on in a couple of months or a month or whatever it is, because I really want to see um what kind of crafty stuff she can come up with next. Yeah, and there's that. And it's it's she definitely has a plan. And obviously I'm gonna help her out. And we know that Liz will be available for questions. And it's like that's what I've told her too. It's like, we've got Liz and then there's a, the whole community is available, but I'm really proud of her and proud of her journey. And, you know, she used to be super high level in the corporate world, like operations director level and things like that running, you know, running huge companies basically. And that's super stressful. Yeah. So, you know, there's some stress involved in selling, especially like when you move and maybe you can't find what you just sold or you can't find your, <laughs> shit. it accommodates different schedules you can you know you don't have to be like oh hey i gotta go do this uh boss and you know depending upon your boss you get some crap for trying to take some time off right that's what i absolutely love about reselling you know that's i did it for my freedom yes. so that i can work well, that with too it. I mean, and I'm not saying I want to hustle 24-7 to make the most amount of money. And I'm not saying I just want to list things here and there. But if I want to have an 18-hour day and get it all done, I can do that and then take two days off. I think one day, Mare might be your boss. That'll be fine. I can totally see that. I'll be like the shipping dude. There you go. I have a little window. (laughs) And if you don't fill out the form and follow the procedure... You got to, I can't ship your stuff till tomorrow. I'm so sorry. You didn't fill out the P90 form. I I have a feeling she's going to grow this big. Yeah, I think so. And she talked about having the kids involved, how the kids would kind of tie the things on the mask and Mm kind of getting the family involved. It really, I mean, I don't think that we could have like set this up any better, but we did have a question. Yes. From a listener that kind of ties right into this. Yeah, a big listener of ours, Bonnie Slavin, the balm of the PLX. Hi, Bonnie, and thank you for submitting the question. Uh, I'm going to read it, Liz. Do it. Liz and Doug, I would love to see how you include your kids in your business. I wish to invite my youngest to join me, but I need inspiration so I can explain it to her. And so we kind of touched on this a couple of weeks ago. You did. And then I mentioned my son. Interestingly, my son has a friend and he and his brother sell with their mom. So I think at some point we're going to talk to them about being on the show, but you start and tell us how you involve your son in your business. Yeah. Well, first, my oldest has nothing to do with it. I'm like, hey, I can pay (laughs) you for this. He's like, you know, I'd rather go get a job. I don't want to do that. My youngest has here and there kind of helped me out and we have a really good system down. You know, I think that kids and teenagers are so intuitive Mm -hmm. that I think I've learned some stuff from my son. You know, I've been able to be like, hey, take pictures. And I started him off with one type of item. So I sell mostly clothing, shirts, pants, dresses, skirts, shoes, belts, accessories, blah, blah, blah. I started him off with just men's shirts. And I was like, here's how you take a picture of men's shirts. Here's my set standard. I wrote it on a dry erase board and I took a picture of it and put it in his phone. Make sure you get the front, a close up, details, the back, 
the fabric content and the tag and any other special characters of mm -hmm. the item. They're men's shirts. It's not too complex, right? And let me tell you, for a teenage boy, that kid is a perfectionist. Nice. So what I have him do is I have him take the pictures, upload it to a blank list perfectly listing and save it there so that when go. I'm ready to list, it's all right there for me. I use seller notes. He can write his name and that's how I pay him. We have a set amount to pay per picture. That's how my son helps me in my business. My kids, a couple different things. So Murphy, my daughter, she actually does all of our shipping. We usually do USPS and she runs it to the UPS store because they'll scan it for us. So uh -huh. I always want to get stuff scanned just in case. And usually everything's cool, but every once in a while we got to track something. So she handles that. She's modeled some of the stuff for listings uh -huh. for, for Mayor. Obviously, you know, they've helped her when she was selling the masks. They helped Mayor put put the masks together. Finn helped me a lot. Kind of like you said, he'd do, do my eBay drafts. He would take the photos and do the title and do like the basic stuff. And it's like, here's what I want, you know, free shipping, all this, set it up. So he would do the draft and the draft would be in there till I would get to it, take the pictures. And then, you know, I would list on eBay and then, you know, over on Mercari. And then List Perfectly came along and he, he really liked the experience because he would start on his phone with, in, with my account, take the pictures, mm -hmm. set up the drafts and list perfectly. And it's the same process, but obviously easier, easier to cross list then. So he would do all the basics and then I would go in and complete everything. And then I'd list. And obviously, you know, I don't know how long it used to take me to list something, but you know, the whole point of list perfectly is that it cuts out the time. And so he would do that and he really liked the flow much better yeah. than, uh, you know, going directly into eBay, just doing it there. And so he's, he helped, you know, obviously, like we said, everything's been put on hold, but he asked, he asked recently, he's like, Hey, are you, when are you going to start listing so I can help again? It's like, yeah, we'll get everything set back up. Cause we did this. One of the big things I learned from you way back is, you know, not only that economy of movement, but have stuff set up, you mm -hmm. know, so that's what we used to have a photo station. We used to have a shipping area and you just got that stuff set up. So it's like when we were going to take a picture, all we have to do is switch on the lights and then you take the yep. picture. Then you've got all your shipping stuff there. You're not running up and down stairs and, you know, all that. So we'll get that all set back up and then uh, he'll be back into it. But, you know, it's good for him to learn and it's good for him to to make some money. I think what kind of helped me is, you know, yes, paying them a fair wage. I paid my son $1.50 a listing, but okay. he had to take the picture, remove the background, upload it, make sure it was correct and in yeah. the right order that I want mm -hmm. them. And he has to annotate in the notes if he had any problems, but he also has to write his name there. And that's how I know at the end of the week, I just sort my uh, List Perfectly catalog by notes, and, by his code in the search bar. And yeah. okay, you did, you know, 40, there you go. And then I just wipe it out. But he sat there. So like the first time he did it, he's like only a dollar fifty. And then when he got, he got the hang of it. <laughs> yeah. Like not even by the mm -hmm. end of the week, he's like, I was like, how long did that take you? He's like an hour he's like oh yeah so i just there made like go. 20 bucks an hour yeah i'm like yeah he's like oh so i guess that works out you know so i think that paying them a fair wage yeah and showing them how that breaks down into an hourly wage versus you know something else and showing them that they did it like i i, he, I put my laptop up and he just puts on youtube and plays some youtube yeah. videos it's like you're gonna sit there watching that anyways you just made 20 bucks an hour doing it He's like, oh, yeah, I kind of see that. Uh, like I said, he's a perfectionist. I also showed him when his listings would sell. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, hey, look, that item you took a picture of sold for $40. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Somebody bought something that I took a picture of. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and you're teaching I, them a business, business skills. It's like, if you want to yeah. launch your own business, sell online. Yeah. He hasn't shown any interest in that yet. And that's okay. <laughs> I think the important thing to remember is you can't push him into it because my oldest had nothing to do with it. And that's okay. Set the expectations clearly for them. So there's no questions or whatnot down the road. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's my parenting style. If he messes up or if he doesn't perform, he just doesn't get paid for it. Yeah, I'm not, exactly. I'm not a slacker. I'm not like, oh, it's okay. Well, it's not okay. When I see and he's messed up pictures, I'll be like, hey, you need to redo these and you don't get paid for redoing them. So get it right the first time. And well, that and that teaches you, you know, teaches stuff like, you know, do a good job, have pride in yeah. your work. It sounds yeah. like he does. Well, he my does. son, though, early on had a little racket where he was like, we had all these old video games and stuff. And it's like he wasn't playing anymore. And he was like, I asked him if I could sell them. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you can sell my games if uh, I get a cut. And it's like, <laughs> technically, who bought you those games? I was but just going like, to say, you know who what? bought those games? <laughs> you know what? All right, I'll give you a little cut, a little con man. Having him help, you know, really helped that out. But I also got to hop in, Liz, because you actually gave a bonus list perfectly pro tip. Oh, using the notes gonna... feature. Using the notes feature. That's a great feature. And so you can put notes in there to yourself, whether it's inventory, whether it's whatever, you know, whatever listing notes you want. But that's how Liz tracks. I think you track inventory, but that's how you track what listings your son does. So you yeah. know when to pay him or, you know, like you said, I'll take a look at this. Oh, this isn't up to par. No pay. Right. <laughs> no pay. Or I mean, sometimes he'll he'll just leave me a note. He's like, uh, I think this needs to be ironed or whatever you know um Ooh, if really? he thinks something's wrong or if he's like hey i found a hole um or a stain oh. and i took it i put it in the last picture just you know notes to me nice. um which is really nice and i was gonna say and the very last thing is you know i set these expectations for him um and i hold him to it yeah but you also have to hold yourself if i say you're gonna get paid every friday before noon i have to pay him every friday before noon because yeah. i am his employer and he's done a great job for me this week. He's going to get paid on time on the day it's expected. So go. remember that. Yeah. No, that's a, yeah, it goes both ways. And so anyways, so, Bonnie, I yeah. hope that that big, long tirade of helping to get your kids involved has helped. And then Bonnie, yeah, we'd love to hear how it goes. So, you know, you can shoot us an email or you can call in and leave a message or post or all three post in the list perfectly group, you know, maybe start up a, a discussion about it, get some tips from other sellers. Cause we know, we know a lot of sellers that their kids help and even mm -hmm. some where the kids have gone on again to start their own businesses. All right. It's time for the news, Liz. We've got some cool news this week, starting out with some TikTok news, Liz. You know how I love the TikTok, even though I'm not super active on there, but I'm planning it out. Following Liz's example, Liz is much more active on the TikTok, in the reels. So I'm working on my video strategy, Liz. I've following been trying. Your footsteps. So TikTok has adjusted to their community. And that's part of the reason I really like TikTok is they adjust to their community. They see these trends and they've really seen the small business trend. And they're actually really leaning into sellers too. So basically, they've launched uh, a partnership with Shopify. So what mm -hmm. they're doing is they are, you have to have a merchant profile, a TikTok business profile, and they are adding a shop tab 
for your uh, profile. So a shop tab, Shopify shop tab for approved merchant profiles. It's not like direct in stream shopping and you get linked out, but still, I mean, I think it's the first step to that. And, you know, obviously part of social commerce. I think that is, this is a cool, interesting partnership too. I absolutely agree. Like, you know, I'm not really on TikTok that much, um, mm -hmm. but I have the last couple of weeks made like one or two TikToks. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Really. I'm just seeing what works. Um, if I see something funny that I think should go on there, I'll do it. My dog walking. I don't know. Um, I really am just using it to follow other sellers and yeah. kind of seeing what they're doing with their business and with TikTok. Last week, List Perfectly relaunched their TikTok account and they posted about it in the Facebook did, group. Yeah. If you do have a TikTok account, make sure to go to the uh, List Perfectly Facebook group, drop your TikTok account there. Or if you're on TikTok, go follow Atlas Perfectly on TikTok because they are relaunching. If you do seller-related content with List, with List Perfectly, hashtag List Perfectly and they will see it. Or yeah, tag List Perfectly. How does that work? Do you hashtag or tag, Doug? You either, I mean, most people say tag. But, okay, uh, yes, and they, they seem to be sharing a lot of uh, seller TikToks about List Perfectly. So that's cool. They're mm -hmm. doing a good job. And you're doing a good job on their list. And well, TikTok thank you very is, much. You're welcome. And TikTok is working to make it easier for creators to list on there. They also just launched an integration with uh, Canva, the um, yeah. easy image creation tool. So they've mm -hmm. got some, um, I don't know if you call them filters, I guess templates in there for your TikToks. And, you know, again, I TikTok's not for everybody, but it is an interesting tool out there for, I think, uh, your consideration. So the reason that I brought up List Perfectly is List Perfectly supports Shopify. I don't have yes. a Shopify account, but if I did, better believe that I'd be getting on it and posting to TikTok. Yeah, for sure. To link directly to my accounts. Like if you're currently just on eBay or Mercari, or if you're just on Etsy and whatever account, you can easily import your items into Shopify and put it on TikTok. You know, the basic concept is there is you get a hub page that you can send traffic to. You can get a URL and do a redirect. So if you wanted to have coloradoreworn.com as a Shopify store, you can do that. So you've got a hub, mm -hmm. you can put all kinds of different content on there. You can link out to everything, but you can also sell there. And, you know, you've got all these integration opportunities. And the point is too, is, is, you know, you've got these e-commerce tools to help you sell securely. It makes it a lot easier. I recently have been following this TikTok account. I've been following the story of this lady that tried to launch her business. Her husband encouraged her to do TikTok. She failed. And I say failed to where she didn't get anybody, no traction, anything on her items, on her lives, trying to sell stuff on TikTok or, you know, advertise her business on TikTok. She tried a couple. She was nervous. Her husband secretly filmed her entire journey. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. That's so like he was filming her doing these TikToks and, you know, he was he, he you can go through and, and look at this TikTok. So basically he created a TikTok. He explained how he hid it from her. Wow. And he would film her reactions like when she so he would go on and say, hey, guys, my wife's having a hard time doing this. Will you please follow this account and give her some support? Here's oh. the link. If you want to buy something, do it. And he would record her like trying to make TikToks. He would record her like working at the computer. And then he would record her like when she made a sale 
and he would just secretly record her going, <laughs> oh my gosh, I got a sale, I got a sale, It's I made a sale to Washington. And he would put that up. He's like, do you see how excited she is when she gets an order from you guys? And this yeah. account blew up. Nice. What he did is his intention was to hand over the TikTok account and tell her about it. It lasted about a month before he handed it over to her. But that having that TikTok account exploded her business. Yeah. And it just goes to show, I mean, it was just such a heartfelt, awesome thing. And I mean, just following that was super cool. The account Brit.coop is the account that this husband started for his wife. It currently has 27,000 followers. Nice. And 201,000 likes. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's brit.coop. And just the way he went through. So he started it on July 13th and he just kind of explained how he hid it from her. And then just a lot of like recording her surprise reactions to her sales. That's cool. It's like a behind the scenes type of thing. Hopefully she wasn't mad when she found out. No, no, she (laughs) wasn't. It was like, and then he handed the account over to her. Maybe we should have him on the show. That would be so cool. Yeah. So I'm going to follow it more. Um, see, this is what this is why I can't get any TikTok videos done, Doug, because I find stuff like this and I scroll through and I watch all of them. It's called the rabbit hole, the TikTok hole. Yes. Yes, it is. But it's really cool. Her store, he has her store linked and she was a geologist. Wait, I, I think she was a geologist. She takes pictures of gems and turns them into and puts them onto clothing and it's sparkle style. So I thought that was really cool. Bling. Really ties into TikTok, TikTok for business, and how you can advertise and sell your items on a social platform. And we keep talking about, or we keep hearing about and talking about how visual selling via, you know, how pictures are just so important and how videos are becoming more and more important. And that's visual clothing, bedazzling. With actual gemstones. That's super interesting. But you know what? That's the other thing we were talking about is she's taken something she loved and turning it into a business. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, Doug, what else do we have in the news? That's it. That's all the news I think that fits this week, Liz. All right. If you want more news, follow us on LinkedIn. That's right. The e-commerce news. You should keep up on that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. We don't cover all of it, but it, there's some interesting things out there. So yes, thank you, Mayor, for joining us. And listeners, thanks for joining us this week on the Seller Community Podcast from List Perfectly. So let me just jump in here, Liz. Yes. You're sounding very official. And I, re- you know, we realize that Mayor is my wife, Mayor Teeny Mercantile. That's my wife's account. But I mean, we just thought it was an interesting story. Definitely worth sharing about, you know, somebody yeah. that came from the business world, started an online business based around stuff that she's into, and then, you know, just kind of grew it. And you had to put it on hold for a bit and now is just relaunching. So hopefully you find some value in it. And she's a pretty cool person too. So that is true. That is yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. I don't hang out with uncool people. Right. Right. But Liz, we also had some questions. Mm-hmm. You slipped in a list perfectly pro tip. We weren't sure we were going to have this week. And obviously we had some news, some interesting seller news. And we also got to shout out our friends, uh, Molly Libby and Tiffany with Consignment Chats and Star at Flippin' Hippos. And the Brit.coop TikTok account. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. If you guys just want a cool feel good story, go follow that TikTok. It's very nice. Go that that's like almost a story worth falling down the TikTok rabbit hole for an hour for. You can find us at listperfectly.com slash podcast. Leave a message or ask a question at anchor.fm slash seller community podcast. You can email us at podcast at listperfectly.com. And you can also post a question in the List Perfectly Facebook group. Use the hashtag seller community podcast and tag or mention myself or Doug. And then you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Be sure and subscribe. Tell your friends and they'll tell two friends and so on and so on and so on. And we would love for you to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, that would be very helpful. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, what you want less of. Give us an honest review. It's very helpful. That's it, Doug. That's, That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Hey, Doug. Yes? What are we going to do? I guess we will. See you, see you next, next week. week. All right. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs>